Hi, Zoe here and welcome to this latest episode where we're going to talk about mindset around horses. Fabulous, fabulous subject because, of course, doing what I do on a daily basis, I get asked, you know, how do you do that? How do you stay, you know, focused? How, how do you find inspiration? How do you stay dedicated? To be honest, mindset is a big part of that. It, it's really kind of linked in the sense of, you know, well, let's talk about my own students and my own journey a little bit there. A big chunk of that really is about having a plan, having goals, having realistic goals, actually, of what you're able to achieve, uh, both short term and long term. And then sitting somewhere in between, of course, very important is your medium term goals. It links to mindset because it gives you purpose. It gives you something to kind of aim towards. And if you don't have an idea of what you want or how you want things to kind of become over time, it's going to play or actually have a bit of a negative impact on your mindset. Now, that's that's the that's a you know, a part of it. The other part of mindset is recognizing who you are, what you are doing, what you are, what messages you are sending to your horse at any given moment you are around. Horses are like so perfect and so connected to nature in in a sense that I think man has not even begun to understand yet that, you know, they can pick up on things just like us. You know, if you're like me personally, I work with people on a day-to-day basis. I'm surrounded by people on a day-to-day basis. Therefore, I can't help but become a little bit of an expert about people. And that's the same with horses. I can pick up on their vibrations simply by facial expression, body posture, silhouette of their body posture. I can already kind of tell what mood they're in or are they off busy with their own thoughts and stuff like that having a bad day maybe they've even got a little bit of a thing with me whatever it is I can pretty much pick up on it and therefore I am using a little bit of my intuition and I can tap in to somebody else's mindset just simply if I pay attention to that now before I continue with the mindset stuff a message that was most important to me especially these past 10 years is that most of the time everybody is only thinking about themselves it doesn't matter what you're doing you could be doing the most grandest beautiful thing right there in front of their eyes but for the most part while you're performing this wonderful act of whatever it is the person will be thinking about themselves, comparing themselves, thinking, why can't they do that? What would it take to learn that? I will never be able to do that. Whatever thought is going on, they're thinking about themselves. So what I've learned to do to have a good mindset around horses is to learn how to, one, pay attention, for example, to my students 
What are they thinking? What are they feeling? Are they having a bad day? How can I bring them into my stratosphere and not let them sink away in theirs? Really try to understand and nurture their mindset so I can bring it into a positive one. Now, a little side note there. I'm only human being. That means that I can't always do that. But what it means is I'm always aware of that because much to the surprise of a lot of people, I also have days that are tougher. Days where, you know, something might be going on in my personal life and it's there on the back burner, kind of around, niggling at my shoulder saying, hey, 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 don't forget about me. But what I do is I say, yep, you're on the back burner. I will think about you a little bit later you know and of course then if it was something that was so serious where I you know in fact can't be at the stables or around my horses then I would be at wherever the problem is at but I don't have to be I'm not there so there's no point bringing that with me to the stables especially for our darling horses so what you learn to do is especially through the horses you learn to manage your thoughts I just told you about, and actually it's a fact that most of the time we're always only thinking about ourselves. Now, that's not a negative thing. That's just the way we're made up. If we understand that and then we can start to apply it in our everyday life and also accept that, yes, indeed, we're allowed to think about ourselves, we can start to manage it. And when I say manage it, I mean manage it in a more positive way rather than a negative one from personal experience I can tell you that I have had to pull myself out of the depths of the deepest oceans to remain positive I have had to fight I have had to hold my breath longer than I thought possible in order to resurface again much experience there so I'm constantly I guess you could say studying mindset self-improvement, whatever you want to call it. Mindset is a gift, okay? It's not our nemesis. It's something that the horses, in fact, can teach us to improve on. They can teach us and allow us to recognize that our mindset perhaps is not good on that day or, and this is where it gets super interesting, over a set of you know consecutive sessions with the horse, If the horse that is showing up in front of you, for example, is spooky, can't stand still, can't relax, or can when you're on your own, but when somebody else is watching, then they become unsettled. What we have to do is we have to look deep inside ourselves and make sure that our inner thoughts, our inner ways of doing things have not changed to the point where we're actually in that moment a little bit unrecognizable to the horse. I've spoke about it across various podcasts where I believe horses solely function on hormones. That is pretty much how they survive. The hormone fluctuations in their body is phenomenal compared to ours. It's different to ours simply because we have logic and thought and we are able to say, oh, I'm having a bad day and I able to if you really want to to turn around and say no matter what happens today I'm going to see the positive in it and I'm going to turn it into a good day therefore by having these thoughts and having some discipline and being able to talk to yourself with logic you are able to control your hormones 
Now, the horse is not able to do that. They, if they get scared of something and they get blown out of their face on adrenaline, they're also going to get a boost of other hormones which influences their flight-fight instinct and therefore they're going to stay there for a little while unless they are shown or guided how to calm down. So my point is, if we are a little bit in flight modus, I don't know, maybe somebody said something bad to you that day, or like like I spoke about earlier, you've got something going on in your family or your friend circle that's not quite comfortable, not quite nice. Therefore, your hormones are in fact in a little bit of flight-fight modus. And if you're standing there with your horse and you expect them to be calm and your hormones are all over the place, how on earth can we expect that from the horse so mindset my gosh I think I could do hours and hours of podcast on this because it's such a beautiful subject it's one that should not be ignored doesn't mean you have to go rushing and analyzing yourself right now and say oh my gosh am I in flight fight motors am I am I uh influencing my horse because I feel negative all of the time you don't have to go run running off worrying about that now because mindset is about you know a form of evolution within oneself it's something that you learn to nurture it's not something that can change overnight but what I would like to get you to think about in this podcast is having awareness of it and then over time you can start to improve it you know, for me, oh man, I, I see it, I've seen it in my in, in front of my face with my own horses, especially my Mia. She would not let me even for a second doubt myself because if I did, she was not listening or she would display things in ways where I used to think, holy smokes, that's a little bit intimidating. And 25 years ago, I found that, sorry, not 25 years ago, 20 years ago, I found that really intimidating. I found it scary. So I really had to buckle up my seatbelt, get myself into gear and figure out what is going on inside of me so that I can be the best person I can be for this horse. My beautiful Lenny. So just to let you in a little bit on my uh, history the past six, seven years is that I too have been struggling to find a new inner self you know, searching, is is there much more for us on this planet Earth, this beautiful place that we are gifted to live on? Is it really just this or is there more? And I've been delving into self-improvement again and the law of attraction, all of these beautiful, beautiful subjects, which you don't have to so heartedly believe in. You don't even have to really apply it, but just having that knowledge really, really helps. And Three years ago, I was told that I was in the menopause. And um, during that year, not only did I gain 23 kilos in weight, so that's like three and a half stones, a lot in pounds if you're American listening to this. I don't know exact calculation for that. I was in such a fight-flight place that even when I look at myself in the photos during that time, and trust me, I really tried to avoid photos, and some of the films that I made for my um, platform, when I see myself, it's like I've got this dark cloud surrounding me. And you can see, or at least I can see, in my face, the only way I can describe it is that my heart was lost. I was just lost, even a little bit stony 
in expression. Now, that's quite confronting for me to know that, see it, but also admit it. And that's simply because my mindset was off the charts all over the place. And where I woke up, where I went, "Uh uh-uh, Zoe, get it together. Besides having medication to help me with my hormones, which, by the way, were fluctuating through the ceiling with cortisol, it was my Lenny. My Lenny, for a little period there on and off throughout that year, was getting spooky, restless. Sometimes he couldn't stand still. Now, this was confronting on so many levels, I can't even begin to explain to you. But I'm a horse professional. I label myself that because I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of the fact that I can teach horses to do amazing things. And if my students want it, I can teach them how to teach their horses to do that too. So here I am, this horse professional whose horse was misbehaving. Well, or was he? Misbehaving, quite the word that. No, he wasn't. He was reflecting back to me everything that I needed to see. Now, it's a bit shit for the horse, really, if you think about it, because if they are indeed our mirror reflection, therefore hormonal reflection, quite uncomfortable for them, isn't it? It's quite miserable if you think about it, that, you know, if they pick up on vibes in this way, they have no choice, so to speak. So in my unconscious, subconscious, I guess you could say at that time, I knew that that's what's going on. I didn't punish him for his behaviours. I just knew that, Zoe, you are so out of alignment here. You need to buckle yourself up. And on days where I was working on myself and healing myself, and even though the hormones were not quite settled yet, of course, on the days where I was really focused on that and my mindset was being worked on, not even great yet, but being worked on, I saw the immediate changes in my Lenny. My Lenny is such an absolute darling, darling horse. I, I can't tell you enough how sweet he is and, and loving, you know, and so attentive to his lessons with me and to being my partner and stuff like that. But when I'm out of alignment, it reflects straight back to me. Now, something that's quite interesting is that this doesn't happen with all horses. I find that some horses, especially the ones that sit a little bit more on the extroverted side, they don't tend to pick up on this, this whole thing that I'm talking about so quickly. Okay, so for example, my little Benny, he is one independent little dude. He's only 90 centimetres tall. He's he's totally in the extroverted, high-spirited side of things. And he doesn't pick up on this as much, I believe, because he's just so busy with himself. But in moments when I really do focus on, for example, zero on expectations, which is um, abbreviated Zoe, That means spending undermining time with your horse, having zero on expectations. He will then calm down, come into my realm, my nervous system, and sit with me. And therefore, then he's in my state. And I've only, if I think about it, done that with him when I'm in a good mindset. I've actually not sat with him and brought him into my realm when I've had a bad 
mindset. Now, I don't think I'm ever going to do that as I'm saying this out loud to you because I just know it's not fair on him. But it would be an interesting experiment, you know, during the times when I'm feeling a bit rubbish, maybe having a bad day, maybe I'm a little bit in a flight fight modus, maybe I'm a little bit having a weak relapse moment where I'm not able to control my mindset that day and I go and sit with Benny and bring him into my nervous system, I would be curious to know what his reaction would be. I I can actually almost picture it now. He just wouldn't sit with me. I'm pretty certain of it. I'm not going to put him through that experiment, but I'm just thinking about it out loud now. I think he would just walk away. Because when I do zero on expectations, I allow the horse to be in an area, a space where they can leave. It's then really a choice for the horse to, you know, kind of come and be with you and be in your space. So if you're curious to learn more about Zero on Expectations, it's actually a really nice little program which improves your relationship and bonding with your horse. You can um, find that in my online training academy. So going back to mindset, let's talk about myself again. So on a daily basis when I'm around my horses, I'm pretty stable. I smile at them. I call them with the same tone, the same kind of name, the same whistle every single day. When they catch me on their paddock, we then partner together, wait for me while I open and close the gate. We walk together. I then have my little grooming ritual. I'll either do what I call a quick flick or a super groom. Super groom's usually on Monday because Monday is my admin day and I tend to give the day horses a day off, but I'll give them what I call super groom. So that means get right in them ears, have a good check, check the belly, really give the mane and tails an extra groom, stuff like that, a little trim if they need it, whatever. So on my super groom day, then of course I'm even I'm also working on my relationship and bonding, but I don't neglect that either on my quick flick. During this time, I'm still, I'm stable. I try to be who they need me to be every single day so that I know that they can find me. If I am there, stable in my posture, how fast I walk, how fast I breathe, my heart rate, my excitement, my happiness, my thoughts towards them, I am in a stable stable mindset for them. If I look at myself in reflection, I've had that pretty good the last two and a half years since the hormone medication that I'm now taking has stabilized me. It doesn't cost me any effort to do that because I know I am blessed and mega, mega grateful to have these horses, excuse me, (coughs) in my life. I am blessed. So therefore, it is absolutely not in my interest to be anything else other than myself and a stable parent, teacher and very best friend for them. If I go there in a hurry, and that doesn't happen very often, maybe I've got to be somewhere for a meeting and then I don't have time for the horses that day. This probably happens two or three times a year. So I go there to feed them, make give them a health check, make sure they're good, put them straight back to their paddock. Even then, even though I'm in a bit of a hurry, I'm not in a hurry. I learned a long time ago how to be in a hurry, but not really. 
if we're in a super hurry with energy and, you know, the, the way we move and stuff like that, horses are the first to show you how clumsy you can be. They're going to show that in you. You're, you're going to fall over. You're going to drop things. You're going to accidentally elbow the horse in the face, stuff like that. They're going to show you real quick. Don't be in a hurry around me. You can still get things done in exactly the same time by not being in a hurry. I hope that makes sense. So, and like I said, the horse will reflect anything like that back to you immediately. So one of the things I would like for you to get out of this podcast is perhaps asking yourself, okay, who am I around my horses and is it kind of a constant flow? Am I like this constant, you can have little ups and downs in that kind of that heartbeat line, do you know what I mean? Because we're not robots. But am I a stable person for my horse or do I change under different circumstances, different times of the day or maybe when my friends are watching or my husband or my boyfriend or my girlfriend is watching, do I change? Am I still this same stable person that they need me to be? It's a good one because I'm pretty sure let's say, I'll give you a number, over 75% of people are not. And I know for myself, I certainly have areas of weakness where I struggle with that. And that, for example, is at live events. I have convinced myself up until recently, actually, that I am not a person for the live events because I do get nervous. And I have to say, it comes from a little bit of a excited nervousness because I can't wait to share information and, and you know, and um, express things just like I am to you in this podcast today. But I'm also scared of the judgment scared of the you know I have all of these little fear elements that niggle away in my ears and say Zoe you're not good enough blah 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 and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to learn to push them aside not let the hormones change and one day be able to do events where I'm still able to be myself not let the fear of judgment niggle away and still be the same stable person that my horse knows at home in front of for example a crowd of 3,000 or 4,000 people. I have done events in the past where well let's say I think I've done over 50 where I've given performances with my own horses and I if I think about them I want to cringe. I'm like that's not who I am that's not who I am at home. I've never been able to show what I can do at home. I also have not rehearsed enough. I'm not somebody who's uh, doing live events, therefore I don't rehearse. Um, Of course I think about it and I create a little bit of a script and stuff like that, but it's not really practiced enough either for me to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to be great at a live event and be able to do that. What I've got to do is keep working on myself, believing in myself and figure out my new mindset where I'm able to give a live event and like I spoke about, be this stable person for my horse. Everything else I think I've got pretty much figured out. There was there was a time once upon a time where you know, I used to go to the stables before work, get up at five, bit stables by quarter to six, and play with my horses then. 
and then come back after work, sometimes 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, both of them times when there's a lot less people at the stable so I could practice and do my thing and not be seen. Nowadays, <laughs> that's not necessary anymore. I, I can be doing uh, really awesome things and have a little audience watching. It's not a problem at home. So my, the next step for me is having that mindset, for example, in front of a live audience. It's not entirely necessary in my career. I don't have to do that. But it would be a really nice goal and dream to aspire towards since I push my students and you, my listeners, towards greater things. So I think it's important to keep pushing towards stuff like that. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast, having a focus, having a plan, having dreams and goals. It really, really, really helps you. It also helps you to kind of eliminate what you don't want and what you don't need anymore. So don't forget the big question. Ask yourself, am I in a stable kind of mindset and, you know, posture and the way I move and the way I do things in order to be a great parent, teacher and friend for my horse? If I am not, it's okay. Forgive myself. But start to create awareness of it that so that you can figure out which mindset and why you're in that better mindset, what is happening in your life and what are you doing to create that better mindset so that you are able to carry that through in your daily interactions with your horse and surely by surely they're going to feel better about it. They're going to see you as, you know, as a truer friend, parent and teacher and then of course, the bonus out of all of this, if you are thinking about your mindset and have begun the process of starting to work on it on it, or are busy working on it, you are going to be happier and healthier all around. So thanks for listening. I hope you found this podcast interesting. Please don't forget to listen to the previous episodes and tune in next Friday for my latest and newest subject. <laughs> You have been listening to Zoe's Horse Bites podcast. Powered by Get Good With Horses courses and online training academy by Zoe Code.